Jennifer Zhang. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Give me three words to describe <laughs> a favorite son. Three words. Just three. Only Don't get three. too overzealous. You would think that this would be easier week after week, but it's harder. Nope. That's, that is what she said. Uh, well, <laughs> then the first word, uh, quite appropriately, is horny. Okay, thanks. Very horny. Awesome. Um, curious. Mm. It's curiouser and curiouser, this particular situation. Curiouser. And retro. Retro bro. This is seven of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're joining us again. Yeah, just like Star Trek Voyager. And we're going to talk about that and a bottle of wine on this podcast that we lovingly call Seven of Wine. We say it with so much love. This week's episode is Favorite Son. Because I just felt like it. No, I wanted to find, we were talking about it, Jen and I. And, you know, we've, we were hitting upon episodes that we liked, but then they ended up, like, always getting really serious. Yeah, and also we were starting to burn through, like, the good episodes. That's it, man. So we were like, you know what? Let's get some deep cuts in here. Yep. Let's jump around and... Some B-sides. Um, so uh, why don't you give a quick synopsis of this sexy episode, Jennifer? Why, sure. First of all, it's a Harry Kim episode. Yeah! <laughs> Harry Kim! I think this is our inaugural Harry Kim episode. Chin-chin. All right. Ting! Here it goes. The crew of the Voyager chances upon a planet where Harry Kim feels a strange familiarity. Oh. Mm. And as it turns out, his DNA reveals that this is actually his native planet. Gay? What? You thought he was Asian and human. What? No, apparently he's whatever this planet is. What are they again? Teresian. Teresians. Woo. And given that the population is 90% female, hey, hey. he finds that here, Harry Kim is a hot piece of hairy ass. <laughs> oh my god, Jen, no! Oh no! But, <laughs> but, okay, all is not as it seems. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> oh my god, hairy ass is the worst thing oh, ever. No. Oh no. Conf- I, I considering went there. the fact that out of all of the cast members, given his genetics, and you and I both know this because we're both Asian, he's probably the least hairy. The least hairy. hairy. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't, but I couldn't resist the pun. I love it. Couldn't do it. Puns. She's got the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. I got jokes. 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 And I got the wine. And the wine tonight is uh, Volver. It is a 2014 single vineyard wine. Uh, I think it is from España. Yes, it is from España. Uh, why did I pick it? Well, vol- here's a here's a nice little Spanish lesson for for all all our listeners out there. Uh, volver in Spanish means to return. Ooh. So uh, we could one could say that Harry's getting his hairy ass uh, returning to the planet of his <laughs> origin, or is it? But let's read the back of this bottle, shall we? Volver is a single vineyard 2014. A wine of this quality and magnitude can only come from carefully tended old gnarled vines <laughs> grown under adverse conditions. The arid Mediterranean continental climate only amplifies the harsh conditions. This, the Tempranillo harvested from these vineyards produces a deeply color, colored, full flavored wine with hints of ripe plums, black cherries, and sweet exotic spices. Let's get more general. <laughs> the supple tannins make this wine a perfect complement to many robust meat di- meat dishes. Oh, meat dishes. Yes, mm. and can age in the bottle well for many years. Ah. Well, let's uh, cheers to that. Cheers to that. It's a very handsome bottle, I must say. It is a handsome it's bottle. It's very handsome. It's a... It's tall and strappy. Mm. Metallic. Exactly. Looks like it's been grown in adverse conditions. I'm going to insta-stock this bottle. <laughs> Hashtag creeper, not really. <laughs> All right. <Huh>. Mama like. <laughs> Jen was staring at her glass longingly. Yeah, it was. I, uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's, um... I think the word that 
that you initially said when we first uh, when it first hit the lips is it's peppery mm. and it is that right up front. Yeah, right at the top. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's got a, it's got a little a bite right at the top, and it never. It's not sweet. You know what's so funny is they mentioned plums, cherries, right? Things that have a tartness to it. None. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No. And it's it's spicy, but it's melt, but it mellows out. Yeah. Like it slaps your mouth, but then it gives your mouth a hug. Oh my god. I- <laughs> <laughs> This this wine is a good time. Oh my god, Jen! Def- definitely gonna insta stock this Jen, wine. Jen's Klingon side is coming out. I like um, Revolver. Yeah, I'm sticking my nose in it. Oh um, shit! I, I always forget to do that. Jen's like better at this than me. And you don't, you really don't get too many fruit, like really fruit. Notes. I mean, I it get, really is mostly um, the spice. I get plum there, but like, but the funny thing is, as you mentioned, like it's not spice, spice. Like I'm thinking, like turmeric or yeah, some shit like it's literally pepper it's not like a holiday spice no. it's like an actual it's like it's not like a hot toddy it's you wouldn't put this in a pie that you serve your grandchildren all right well i think we've spent too much time on this sweet wine let's jump into the episode shall we mm. yeah give, give, give me some of that sweet sweet yeah let's do this yum, 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 yum. so while we're pouring this i have yeah. to admit jen mm-hmm. I actually really liked this episode. It was strangely uh, nostalgic. If you if you've ever been like, I mean, I know you're new to the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, you made mention of this though. Continue, please. but um, but if you're familiar with like old sci-fi in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form, you know, like sci-fi from like you know uh, the the 50s or the 60s, it, it has that feel because one of the hallmarks of old sci-fi is the idea of going on exploring space, but like since it's all written by like men finding like different different species that are all like infatuated with mating with us well look at case in point let's look at the original series i mean from what little i've seen is it's just like kirk runs around and every every alien chick is in a two-piece and is apparently hot yeah he boldly goes but he boldly comes oh oh, no (laughs) (laughs) let's cheers (laughs) yes um so first off we we start this we start this episode out of the gates, just like we're cruising, yeah. we're having a good time. We're in season three at this point. So mm-hmm. Janeway's hair, she's got her hair in a little barrette. I didn't understand it, but it's 90s. And so she's like leaning on a console. I have something to say about that later. But first and foremost, they're approaching this ship, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Ship comes on screen. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they're having a little talk. They're being all, you know, hey, what They're doing this? the Star Trek thing. They're doing the Star Trek thing. Hail them. Have a little conversation. See Except what's up. Except Harry Kim starts acting a fool. He does. His spidey sense is tingling. Yeah, I mean, basically mm-hmm. he has what the, the you know, the human version is deja vu. He's mm-hmm. getting deja vu. Yep. People. So all of a sudden, very unlike Harry Kim. Yep. Just like, hey, those guys that we're talking to... Um, their assholes are gonna fire on us. He starts firing. He yeah. reroutes fucking weapons to himself. It's funny and it's like whatever until, in my opinion, until Bolana gets hurt. Yeah, and then I have issue. It is it, Harry Kim. You you touched on it perfectly. Is that it's very out of character for him because he he never steps out of line. He's Ever. very timid. He's the forever ensign, and it takes a very extreme circumstance for him to. To like overcome all of that, uh, all of those hangups, and like to actually take any sort of command. And in this case, like he just like he had this override that made it so that he was disobeying Janeway right away because this instinct was so strong. Yes, that it told him that this was a matter of survival. It, yeah, and that's what that's why he behaved the way he did and diverted all weapons to um, to fire on this uh, bogey, this unknown ship. Anyways. Yeah. Awesome maneuvering, awesome firing. They were able to disable the ship that's pursuing them. The casualty, of course, is uh, Bolana, who almost uh, is taken by the claws of death, but barely, but is resuscitated by the dog. There's like a a plasma overload or something in in the in engineering, and it like a gasket blows, and she just gets hit right in the face with a ton of heat. So the whole problem is right. Harry Kim completely acted out of. Out of line. Uh, out of line, in, in every sense of the word. And there's no evidence that anything that he had felt 
was true at all. Legitimately spidey like, sense. Like, Tuvok, like, you know, goes into the logs. Like, there was no evidence that the enemy ship was powering up its weapons yes. at all. There was, like, maybe a little, uh, a tiny little... Tachyon something. Something, but it was anomalous and it didn't necessarily point to them being hostile. So, by all counts and by all evidence at this point, it looks like Harry Kim, just basically what you said, acted a fool. He acted a fool. Like, yep. straight up. And Janeway is, you know, what I love about her and or the way, you know, they they write her is she's giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think, obviously, if it went more south, she'd be a lot more upset. But at this point, she's like, you know, you're relieved. Uh-huh. We're going to figure this out. And yep. then I'll, I'll plan my course of action against you. Yep. So Harry goes to sickbay. He sees the repercussions of what he's done because yeah, he Bellana's sees Bellana there. And um, luckily, she's revived in front of his eyes, and he realizes... Bolana is okay. Don't worry, guys. You guys. I know you guys were worried. Whoa. I know. Let me let me tell you. Keep driving. She makes it for four more seasons. Oh, my God. Thank it's all God, right. because I thought it was over, and I was like, my life had just begun. But what I really what I really loved about Bolana in this particular scene is you, you see an interesting aspect. Because she's Klingon and human, you never know whether her reaction is going to swing one way or another. Right? So she could have easily come out of this and been full on Klingon Rah! pissed off, but it's the human like joshing like boys like man's man kind of Bolana because she think can hang. she was on drugs though. No, I think it was because she everything was okay. So she was mostly making fun of Harry Kim. True, true. And she was like, Josh, she was like bantering with the doc. That's so funny. That's actually really interesting because yeah. you, because of her duality, someone could write her as like super like. In your face. She could have come out of it and been like, you patak. Yeah. You know? I'm getting my bat lift and I'm going to slice you once my ribs heal. Nah, but she comes out and she's like, nah, it's cool, it's cool, bro. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I enjoyed Bellana very much in that scene, in that recovery Mm -hmm. scene. Her recuperation is a a delight. It's a sheer delight. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, he's having fever dreams, this Harry Kim, because he's seen... Uh, his his family, but then he's also seeing like these. He sees his mom. Mm-hmm. He sees his mom pregnant. Then he sees glimpses of a planet that he has no idea what it is. But mm-hmm. clearly, if you put two and two together, you realize that's a planet that there's something to do with this planet. Something whatever his knee jerk reaction. You kind of make it. You get the sense that it has something to do with this planet. Mm-hmm. But what really creeped me out is. Janeway says, you know, you're dismissed from, uh, you're relieved of your, of your, of your duties, of your duties. Yeah. And his mom says that to him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I see what her, her relationship is to oh, you. Oh, clearly. They, they, right? made, they put it right, they, they were right on the nose with it is that like Harry Kim associates Janeway with his new mommy. That's so weird. Isn't it? <laughs> it, it like, seems if like you really it. break it down, cause I mean, Fucking they've always weird. alluded to that, you know? Yeah. And I think that at, through the course of the show, and it's reciprocated. Of course, of course, of yeah. course. She sees him as a child. Well, even from day one. Yeah. Of all the, um, you know, and caretaker in particular, um, of all of the people she singles out within the crew, yeah. it's him. Yep. Because of the fact that this is his first mission. This yep. is his first everything. Yep. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, he wakes up in a cold sweat, and something's a little wrong with his face, Jennifer. He's got speckles. Oh, my God, he's got speckles. And well, it was it was alluded to in a dream. He he specifically flashes back to a time when his mom was caring for him <coughs> while he had chicken pox. That's so, right. That's so, right. So now you're like, oh, is he getting some kind of resurgence of chicken pox? But it's not chicken pox. They call it something else. Well, yeah, it's like melly pox or mama-mama. Yeah, in the future, there are no more chickens. <laughs> <laughs> So chicken pox. Oh my god! Chicken pox no longer makes sense. <laughs> um, men mendicant mendicant pox. So he reports to sick bay. Um, Doc has no idea what's going on with him. He d- doesn't detect that he's infected with anything. However, isn't there a certain anomalies within his genome? His his DNA is 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 acting altered. A fool. But he's it's acting. Everyone's acting a fool. But he's not sick no. necessarily. Just something's different about him now. Yeah, and and aside from that, you know, like Harry Kim is trying to decipher. You know, he's having these fever dreams. He's having these hunches. He doesn't understand what's going on, and now he has all these spots. Which is really cute because, again, Brosif Balana, as oh, she yeah. wakes up, is just like, oh my gosh, they're kind of cute on you. You look like a speckled targ. Maybe like, she was on drugs. Dude, she was adorable. <laughs> maybe, maybe the doc put her on some heavy sedatives. She's like, you look so cute. You look like a speckled targ. And I was like, Balana, you're so cute, You're a delight. Girl. So then he goes, he goes into the captain's quarters. 
And basically, she's two feet away from him, and he yells at her like, I acted out of line. I'm sorry. And then she goes, hold the phone. You were right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, gay? As it turns out, they, Those, that they were. particles, yeah. They were. were about to fire on the ship. No. So now, there's a question. How did Harry know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And of course, what is this? What is going on with your face? Bolana mm-hmm. says it perfectly. Let's back up real quick. Because Im- immediately I was like, what would Bolana say when she was coming out of her sleep? And I would, I would literally, in my head, I wanted her to say the words, what's wrong with your face? And she says it verbatim. And yep. my heart melted. And I said, I've watched this show too many times. <laughs> But yeah, so we jump to the captain's quarters and we see Janeway there and she says, your hunch was right. We discovered the, the tachyon particles were in fact coming from their weapon space, so they were going to fire. Mm-hmm. So you, you, so whatever you did, whatever anger I had towards you, Command Z, you saved us because they were going to surprise jump us mm-hmm. and we jumped them instead. Yep. But you absolutely are right. Begs the question, how did you know about this? Yeah, how did you know, Harry oh. Kim? And what's wrong with your face, Harry what's, Kim? And what's wrong with your face? Um, but they get attacked again, don't they? They do. So they're coming up. So let's let's establish that at this point the ship is fucked, right? Yeah. Whatever whatever exploded in Bolana's face is had to do with the warp drive. It's not working right now. The warp no. core is like out of commission. Their shields are like minimal. Yeah. And their weapons are like eh. So, they can't withstand another attack. They really can't. And three ships are coming their way right now. Oh, no. Three ships. That's two more than before. And no, I'm people good at would math. freak out, you know what? Sorry, I'm just, not, so that makes one of us. I don't mean to show off, but... You know what? Just Three? more, hey, Two more than one. Just, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Because you know who else respects it? The Starship Voyager. Because they go, look, there's three ships out there. What are we going to do? And then Harry Kim turns around and goes, hey, go to this star system because there's a planet here. We'll be safe there. That'll, uh, I think we'll be safe. Um, Janeway, one of the hallmarks of Janeway, and I'm using hallmark a lot tonight. I don't know why. It's a hallmark moment. It's a hallmark night. It's a hallmark podcast. Anything with Janeway is always hallmark. (laughs) She, um, one of the hallmarks of Janeway's captainage, captaining, is that she does some things based purely on, like, instinct oh yeah she's very intuitive and i don't you know i i hate even using that word because people associate that with it as a feminine quality but it's not that it's you know it's maybe i don't know what it is but she she'll go with her gut how about that often and in this case she goes with her gut believes that harry might be onto something and he is because as soon as they enter that system that they were trying to seek refuge from um some people come to the rescue. Yeah, all of a sudden, a ship emerges from the planet's atmosphere and is able to disable all three of these enemy starships. Here I come to save the And, you know, so, okay, now we have another one of Harry Kim's hunches pays off. Mm-hmm. And the third and final one is, all of a sudden, the ship hails... Um, Voyager, the mm-hmm. the rescue ship, hails Voyager and says, "Hey, come on down, friends. Uh-huh. Let's hang." And so all of a sudden, Janeway's like, "We need to get to the bottom of this, or because either you're clairvoyant, or something's going down." Mm-hmm. Spotty McSpotterson. Curiouser and curiouser. Curiouser and curiouser. So they arrive on this planet, Jennifer, mm-hmm. and something's amiss in terms of gender. All the single ladies, all single ladies, all single ladies, all the single ladies. Uh oh, 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 Now here's one thing I really did appreciate, right? Because you did say again, Hallmark, but again, throwback, again, all of these different things. Unlike the the bikini laden women of yesteryear original series, these women they all just look like they came out of a beauty pageant. Which I actually appreciated. The instant they're on that planet, it immediately feels like a retro sci-fi show. It does. It really does. It it feels, it has like a Barbarella feel to it. It does. This beautiful, elegant woman comes in. It's a sensual culture. Sensual, but very Mm -hmm. um, hospitable initially, right? And they're like, hey, look, 
you know, we recognize, and here's where it gets kind of ornery though, right? This is where you start getting your cutie sitting cutie, sir. Mm-hmm. You're stroking the chinny chin chin hairs because they drop a bombshell. They drop a bombshell, which is the lady in charge, basically. All females, right? 90% females. Mm-hmm. We only see chicks, only one bro, and we don't see him until a little later. And she says, oh, they were probably attacking you because you have a Teresian on board. And he's come back to our planet. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, we start, what? We have this moment, this aha moment, where all of a sudden, we find out that Harry Kim is not human, or not a hundred. He's Teresian. And it's it's, uh, initially an impossibility. Yeah. Keep in mind that um, this is like... A travel like a distance of about seventy years of travel away from the Alpha Quadrant, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how could Harry Kim possibly, at his age, be a Teresian? It makes no sense. Well, first off, like let's address the first question: How did Harry Kim even get conceived if he was a Teresian? Right. And the idea is, Harry Kim, according to said matron of Teresia, um, his genetic he he was his Teresian embryo was transported to another quadrant by somebody who actually made the trek exactly for 70 years implanted it and and it was a dormant embryo and it was then implanted in a person so that that embryo could take on the genetic structure or at least take in some of the genetic material from its host mother Mm -hmm. and then come to life for the sole purpose like grunions Mm -hmm. of returning and sea turtles of returning back to the homeland. So that the DNA basically had in it coded this instinct to try to return. Yes. To, but then this is where, um, to return to its home planet. But this is where Janeway and Tuvok come in with the critical question, which is that it wasn't Harry Kim that, like, uh, that, that led the mission to end up in the Delta Quadrant. It was a fluke. Mm-hmm. So basically, the lady in charge all of a sudden says, nay, he would have made his way here anyway. Mm-hmm. If anything, you facilitated his journey to return. Yep, with your little quinky dink. So, I mean, you're kind of skeptical, but she's saying all the right things, right? Yep. So Janeway and Tuvok are kind of, all right, well, we'll leave you with that. They're going to report back up to the ship to kind of deduce what's going down, and also they need to keep fixing their ship. Yep. Right? And, uh, and... Harry Kim is a smitten kitten with yep. all the chicks giving him all the attention. He's the most popular boy in school. He's because gonna stay behind. He's uh, he's gonna linger a little. He's if gonna we see will. what uh, he's gonna see what this is about. He's gonna do a little investigation. My boy is just gonna stay up here. Tom Paris is like, okay, why are you stroking their faces? And he's like, that's how we say hello. And that's the funny thing about it is that he suddenly, upon appearing at this on this planet, is already familiar with so many of their customs. Yes, and so that's even more indicator that possibly what this lady is saying is correct is that there that uh his native teresian or whatever is starting to emerge out of his dna he knows their culture he somehow knows you know the he's familiar with the planet he's familiar with the enemies of the planet he's familiar with the language and the customs and the blah 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 Mm -hmm. so it's like what other explanation is there than the fact that his dna has all this coded in him he must be a teresian there is no other explanation there's none you guys none whatsoever whatsoever and it even is stressed more when we get back to the ship and we're sitting there with the doc, right? Mm-hmm. Again, has no emotional connection. I mean, he evolves into that, but, uh, you know, he's still logic. He's logic at its most computative form. He's and science embodied. He's, he's, Im- he's science embodied. Mm-hmm. And he says the science don't lie. Mm-hmm. DNA is showing that he is clearly Teresian. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to overtake his human yeah, DNA. Yeah, it is. He's getting deeper and deeper into that. And they're trying to figure out, okay, well, all right, so he's Teresian. And what's so cute, again, channeling back to that Harry Kim mother thing, you know, Janeway's like, well, you know what? We're going to leave him on the planet. We're going to talk to these people to try to figure out these, uh, this enemy ship, the Nasari, I believe is their name. We're going to talk to the Nasari. We're going to figure out why they're shooting at these Teresians and hopefully get safe passage out of this this planet's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So we'll, let's leave Harry Kim on the planet for a little bit. He's fine. He's being taken care of. He's by having the chicks. fun. He's having you know fun. what it is? He's having fun. Let me tell you what this is. 
Voyager and its crew, they're like the parents. Mm-hmm. Harry Kim is like a kid. Mm-hmm. This planet is Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, there you go. They're there leaving go. they're leaving him in the ball pit for a while. Look at him. Look at him go. We're gonna we're gonna go back to the table, have some beer. Yeah, it's fine. He's he's over. Look at him, just like throwing balls at people. And uh, and that's pretty much what's happening. So while Voyager is gonna try to get some answers as to why these uh Nasari or whatever are trying to hit you know, like try to blast these uh Teresians out of oblivion. We get back to Harry Kim on this planet, right? And he's just chilling straight. He's Ill having in. a ball. And he's talking to the only other man we see uh-huh. on this planet. Uh-huh. Again, Spotty McSpotterson. And he is just getting loved on by ladies. Living it up. He's got like multiple wives that he's gonna marry. Y'all, it's like He's it, already lined them up. He it looks like a rap video if a rap video were in Star Trek. You have this, you have that. Oh, by the way, I'm going to get hitched to three hot chicks. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want to leave? Yeah, just because this is the custom here is that when you're here, you get to have as many chicks as you want. And it, it's it's like a, it's not a salacious thing because you're such a hot commodity. It's an honor for them to be selected. Planet's 90% women. Yeah. 10% bros. So they're hanging out. He's like, take a hit of that. Take a puff of that. Take a hit. You know, he's yeah. like, basically. Hits, oh, yeah. Like, this chick comes by with drugs. He's like, hey, get a hit of that. And Harry Kim's like, eh. No, not to die. Let's, let's take a chill pill, hottie mix Hodderson. And uh, he, in fact, tries to get in touch with Voyager, but it's not working. He's being a good boy. Now, what ends up happening is... Voyager went on its away mission. It goes to to these Nasari and goes, "Hey yo, why you be firing on us?" And they said very much truthfully to what you know, matron lady of Teresia said, "It's because he had a Teresian, and those people we don't like him very much." And every guy that goes down there never returns, never comes back. Never What's comes that back. about? What's that about, yo? And Janeway goes, "I don't like rumors. I'm tired." Janeway pulls out Lindsay Lohan and goes, I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being followed. She is sick of being followed. Stop following my ass. We're going to go get our Why do we know the lyrics to that song, Jackie? I just want to break in and say, how do we know the lyrics (laughs) to the Lindsay Lohan single? I'm not going to lie. That's my Keeping Up With The Kardashians guilty pleasure version of a song. I am obsessed with rumors by Lindsay Lohan. It's not (laughs) even funny. You can judge me all you want. Anytime I hear that song... It gets turned up to a level 30, <laughs> and I'd be bumping it on the freeway. Because it is like the jam. Saying what they want about me. Why can't they back up off me? Why can't they let me live? I'm going to do it my way. Take this for just what it is. Why do we know that? Because oh. it's such a good song. It is a good song, girl. She didn't write it. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but some of the best songs, they, didn't, they weren't written by the people who sang them. Diane Warren, all those people write these things. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, Janeway is uh, sick of being followed. And she goes, you know what? We're going to pick up our dear Harry Kim. We're going to come back. But there is a problemo. Mm-hmm. And it's that this giant grid has emerged over the surface of the planet of Teresia, yep. making it impo- impenetrable. Mm-hmm. They And not only that, all communications are blocked. So they have been... They, their little jaunt to try to figure things out diplomatically backfires tremendously mm-hmm. because now the planet has completely walled up and shut them out and they can't get to Harry. And this is the hilarious thing about this is you know how important Harry is to this planet for the fact that this species has gone through all this trouble to keep him out of Voyager's hands. Oh, and it's, it's laughable, you guys. Like, I mean, the reality of they this... They erected an entire force field around the planet just to have their way with this young ensign. I think... And so, yeah. It's this young ensign. <laughs> and so... This hot piece of hairy ass. You guys, this hairy ass is necessary. <laughs> it's Nessus Harry. Ah. Ah. So there's, there's a whole marriage ceremony for this other guy. Yeah, so we get on the planet, and uh, Harry Kim, they've slipped him into something a little more comfortable, which resembles a, a beautiful dress mm-hmm. with pants. The and other guy has gotten hitched in an elaborate ceremony. And can we talk about, like, how they've upped the hot on Harry Kim? His hair is just vibrant. Yep. His chest is exposed. He you know is turning is, into Tom Harris. You know what it is, Jackie? What's up? You and I, as women, just want no. what we can't have voluptuous hair is voluptuous associated with hair and suddenly this episode is like framed up harry kim as somebody who's very coveted dude though like 
awesome. Can yeah, he we looks be, good. Let's he take a good. moment. Yeah, homeboy little looks Harry, good. Little Harry is on this ship. Mm-hmm. He's getting like, you know, the short end of the stick nine times out of ten. Yep. He's on a planet. Well, because he's competing with Tom Paris. I mean, let's let's be real. Oh let's be real here. <laughs> let's be real. Oh, Girl. Girl. <laughs> Girl, let's be real here. Yeah, we're getting real. We're in, getting real. We're in getting the, real. If you were in a room with Harry Kim and Tom Paris, my voice is so low right now. What just <laughs> Oh, no. We got real. I mean, just, like, ten times out of ten, Harry Kim is not. He's always going to get sloppy seconds, if anything. Because Tom Paris can handle, he can handle the twins. Okay, there we go. Single-handedly. And me, if I <laughs> were to <laughs> join in. I'm literally just looking at Jen. I'm not even inciting any of this, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, it just happens. I'm a generous woman, and I can <laughs> sh- I can share. Anyway... <laughs> Hey, hey, Jackie, this wine is working. Hey, hey, Jen, this wine's the tits. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. Speaking so, of the people of this planet. So suddenly, but we are, we are being, like, we are foreshadowing something. This is significant because it's finally Harry Kim's turn. It's Harry Usually Kim. he's in Tom Paris's um, shadow. shadow. He's the sidekick. He's, yeah. he's the Robin. You and know here, what I mean? nobody wants anything to do with Tom Paris. They all want some Harry. They all want they some. They want them some Harry. They want a piece of that Harry ass. <laughs> yup. And uh, so they go to this marriage ceremony, which mm-hmm. is a lot of stick pounding on the floor. Mm-hmm. And this man is getting bound mm-hmm. in a very bondage as 50 shades of Teresia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's gotten looking so crazy right now. Oh, my God. Looking so. Uh-oh. 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 No, no. No, no. <laughs> But what's so interesting is it's three women. So the the ceremony, which I thought was really interesting, telling too, mm-hmm. is uh, three wives. Yeah. You get married to three chicks at the same time. Mm-hmm. Hold the phone. Not as much of a turn on as you would expect, although it eludes itself. And I thought it was really emboldened for Star Trek to go this far, where the way that the ceremony would proceed is every single one of these women... Are all they're wearing some hue of orange? I don't even know where that's coming from. Um, maybe because Teresa sounds like tangerine. Anyway, so they all have a black belt belt uh, cord of some sort. The first wife ties it around his 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 hands. The second one ties it around his shoulders to lock it down, and the last one ties her cord around his eyes. He's in a completely submissive, almost prisoner esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, bondage sitch sitch yep and um and harry kim calls question to this he's like why are they tying his hands and mm-hmm. i forgot the answer but i think it had something to do with pleasure or something like that and uh but it's telling like if you're getting married to someone why are you getting all tied up home yep like let's go this is we've seen the matrimonial knots yep what is this anyways and they like put dots on him and everything and then all of a sudden he's escorted to what we assume is his form of heaven. His, his bridal chamber. Yeah, and so meanwhile, Harry is trying to get back in touch with his ship, and he can't seem to. Mm-hmm. And uh, he keeps trying to tap the comm badge, and the comm badge ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. And there's this one chick in particular that's been tailing him, like he is, you know, cake to Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. And uh, chocolate cake. Chocolate. Specifically, guys. Chocolate cake. If you guys are going to send cake care of Dark. Seven of Wine... Dark chocolate Dark cake. Dark chocolate, please. Dark chocolate cake. Yep. Goes well with meat and red wine. And red wine. Uh, so, uh, this uh, this chick decides to escort Harry Kim to his uh, sleeping quarters because, you know what, Harry, why don't you chillax? Clearly the ship yes. is uh, still on its diplomatic mission to help you out. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's trying to figure out how to get to Harry. These <laughs> bitches be lying, yo. And, um... So, uh, basically, He's Harry, getting seduced. He's, he's getting seduced. He's getting hardcore seduced. Y'all. She's winning, basically. She's winning. She's winning the race. She's winning, and he's like, maybe I will. Maybe I will chillax. Maybe I'll yep. do this. He goes to sleep. And has then, himself a wet dream. Well, a fever dream, essentially. Wakes right? up. The girls are still there. Well, here's Two the thing. Two girls. Here's the thing. When he goes to sleep... Mm-hmm. The, the dream starts as a seduction. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden... We see another glimpse. The biggest cock block in a wet dream is seeing your mom go, you remember where you're from. Let's just put it out there that way. 
what I think was so telling about the dream that he does have afterwards. The first dream was, oh, this is your home. This is where you belong. You must be Teresian. Yeah. There's something, uh, and I, you know, the director's name, of course, were terrible, and we don't really look at that. But what what escapes me with that is you can tell in this second dream, it's turning into a bit of a nightmare because of the fact that all of a sudden, this mother figure being so generous as to remember where you're from, she's that kind of message is being reiterated in a way where all of a sudden this paradise is too good to be true. It's his DNA fighting back. Exactly. And it's his DNA fighting back against uh, what right now has been established by the doc and something that we missed earlier. The doc has established that, no, wait a second, this is not a matter of his original DNA coming, uh, you know, emerging. This it turns out that on an away mission, he had been infected by something similar to a retrovirus, um, which was basically what this DNA was, and it had started overtaking his DNA. So the whole thing was a ruse. It was which, a ruse. You know, it- we would have, we would have, we all kind of knew that was where it was going. Exactly. But what I thought was so fascinating is, in in true Star Trek fashion, they put it on the science. Mm-hmm. You know, Doc is so adamant about saying initially when we first see this genome pop up in Kim's blood, he says, well, you know, people and, and species do have a natural tendency that is genetically implanted in their DNA. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've mentioned it, you know, sea turtles going back to the ocean is one. He says what, his example is one of them is babies. If you throw them in water, they will know how to swim. Mm-hmm. It is an inevitability. Mm-hmm. And he says it's part of your DNA. But you're absolutely right. We go back to the science, and it turns out that Harry Kim decided to wander away during an away mission. Yep. And now he got a cold. So he was on. He was in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And he was supposed to be at the Wackagator. Oh, he was at the ball pit, though. He went to the ball pit. Yo. He licked some of the balls that were in there. Why you be licking balls, Harry Kim? And then he decided to go over to the ski ball. He licked those balls Why as well. Why you be licking so many balls, Harry Kim? And he got himself sick. And so... The doc realizes, he breaks it to Janeway and Tuvok and says, Hey, yo, uh, this is a cold that got him looking like a Teresian. And basically, he should not be. He should not be on that planet. He is human. He's 100% human. But like you said, this uh, genome is slowly taking over his DNA. Mm-hmm. We got to get him back on the ship yeah, so we can what command is, Z this. What is the game here? Why go through this entire charade yeah you know what is this it's not going to be good whatever it is because he wakes out of his wet dream which turns into a fever dream which turns into a nightmare which turns into his dna fighting back yep and he's got two two ladies tending to him and they they want themselves a little piece of harry and he already is starting to detect to detect that something is severely wrong yeah it's it's one of those uh cliche situations that never gets old in my book which is voyager you know back to one of our previous podcasts voyager is my collective at the end of the day everybody is loyal to the ship to the crew to the mission to get back home and he's starting to wonder why it's taking them so long to get in touch with them exactly something's up and that's what i love is he doesn't doubt the ship Mm -hmm. he doubts the situation and i love that about him so he plays the game and he ties one of them up trying to be like, hey, you guys are into like crazy kinky stuff. Yeah, and then he knocks the other one on the head and he apologizes to all of them my, my, before he saunters off. My favorite thing about this is he viciously clubs that woman over the head. I'm like, <laughs> and, and it's not and it is not the first time in this episode or the last that Harry will be hitting women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my is, God. He's smacking the crap. So so at this point, he's just trying to find a way off this off this planet. Ties like, one up, clubs the other one over clubs the head. the other one. Like apologizes she's a baby to seal. all of them. Yep. And then saunters off, scamps off like a little like happy kangaroo rat. He's gonna check in on his bro. He's gonna check in on yo, the bro. his bro. What's up with his bro, yo? First off, how does he know where his bro lives? Anywho, know. we're just gonna jump that because of course a land of women and whatever. So he opens, pries open the door because. His homeboy, who was saying, hey, we're the only two bros here. Isn't that tight? Um, He's not responding to the doorbell. Mm -mm. And uh, Harry Kim has to pry the doors open to that man's quarters where he finds... Just like this this desiccated turd of a man. Dude, he is a poop. He's He's, a petrified poop of a human. He's completely drained. And this is where the jig is up. The jig is up. They don't bone. 
No, they don't. They don't. They bone. tie you up and then they completely harvest your body for genetic material. That's how this species procreates. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. They they get men, they lure men as sirens do to yes. to their island, to their paradise, and then they go through this entire like matrimony thing as a ruse and then they get them tied up, which is now you discover why that's such a huge part of the ritual. So they incapacitate them so that they can just completely drain them of their genetic material. And not in the way that you want. No. Like these are desiccated men. They're completely no. dried out. It's... Like they've they've basically taken everything. Yeah, they look like petrified turds. They're husk. They are husks of humans. It's not a matter yeah it's not an extraction of oh we'll let you live and just like you know again extract your dna somehow no they suck the life out of Mm -hmm. you you turn into a raisin of a human you're a husk of a person and they and they don't explain the science behind it but for whatever for whatever reason this particular process is how they get enough genetic material to spawn a whole bunch of other women and so you you make the point of old sci-fi so it Mm -hmm. is essentially that it is the sirens of just alluring the men in and then all of a sudden it all goes horrifically wrong it's yeah it's it's every man's fantasy that turns into every man's worst nightmare yes which is what old sci-fi used to really really Really, play upon you know and so now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden um harry is just trying to get off this planet and he's surrounded by women with sticks women with sticks yo and they know how to use them they are they're beating the crap out of him and my favorite thing is he's not letting them he's decking a bunch of women he is he's just punching women and what's hilarious about it is like the matron the the matriarch of this this thing is like this could have been i don't know what she says but she basically says like you're ruining it this could have been beautiful this could have been easy you could have been a hero like to them like this this whole culture is surrounded around the the idea and it's it is said actually by one of the women is that any man would sacrifice should sacrifice himself for his offspring yeah and in this case he would be literally so many there'd be so many offspring that would be spawned from his not just his loins his entire being well meanwhile while harry kim is becoming super sleuth kim Mm -hmm. uh voyager has realized that there is a way if they if they pew pew enough of this of this uh protective grid around the planet they can find an inn Yep, they're going to blast their they're way just through. Gonna bla- they're just going to blast their way through. Full Janeway, spread. girl, why you be... Girl, you be so solid, girl. Mm, blasting that shield wall like you be cray. And you be like, hey, we're going to be rescuing our little Harry Kim. He be acting a fool in the ball pit licking balls and shit. <laughs> girl. she be like, yo, Tuvok, let's be firing at this. Tom Paris, jump in on this. And then so they're pew, pew, pewing mm-hmm. this, this uh, proton... Grid, they find a way in, but his combat is missing. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get him? The suspense is killing me. And then all of a sudden they go, dude, like on his bio scan, yo, because we got his DNA and we know where the Harry can be at all times, yo. My favorite thing about uh, Star Trek in general is because all the science is indeed pseudoscience, they can come up with any solution. And oh, yeah. we can't we can't question it because it's in the future. Oh, and what they I love figured it out. Don't question it. It's shh, like shh, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. And yeah, and even like and even the pseudo pseudoscience, right? When like Harry Kim's trying, like, and I'm sorry, I'm backing way up, but when he's trying to deduce how on earth he's getting these hallucinations on how he has this strange sense of deja vu, he's mentioning parallel lives and all these things, and I'm like, calm down, Harry Kim. Like, let's not go that crazy. But you know what's not crazy? Locking into his bio signature and beaming him up. So they're not at 100. They're not at 100 by any means. They're still fixing the warp core. They're still fixing the shields mm-hmm. and everything. And the Nasari, those fuck faces are coming in. Those three ships that were disabled initially, the ships that they were trying to make peace with, that it, it blew up in their face, those three ships are coming at Voyager again. But more importantly, after Voyager broke through that photonic grid that was put around uh, Teresia, the Teresians are responding with ships as well. Mm-hmm. So now Voyager's got attacks coming from all sides, y'all. Mm-hmm. Coming from all sides. It's like the one girl at the club. It's just like, what's going down? Who do I deflect? And Janeway and Harry make this astute hunch of hope. Where they say, hopefully, they hate each other enough that we can just scoot by. Like, no one's going to care. We're just going to be like, hey, I just came here 
for the for the for the open bar it's like wedding crashers and they're just gonna go off that way while these people have their business here it's like it's like that's what they do and that's exactly what they do yep. they like they basically just kind of i'll see myself over here you guys can have your situation here mm-hmm. you know you can a and b this i'm gonna see my way out of this conversation that's exactly what goes down. Mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happens so and and what's so sweet right is so once again uh voyager has evaded conflict it has its crew intact mm-hmm. it's off to another adventure but we don't end on that note what we end on is harry kim mm-hmm. and harry kim is talking about odysseus and the siren song and very much the vein and the the thematic allusion to Mm -hmm. this entire episode Mm -hmm. about the siren song being so wonderful. And in a way, you get the sense that Harry Kim is comparing himself to Odysseus, where he gets to experience the siren song or whatever it is, but he still gets to evade it, right? There's all these parallels. You realize he's saying this this story to the only person who probably doesn't know of it, who is Neelix, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Neelix goes, well, you know what? I think you should have kept your spots. And we go, yeah, Neelix, is because you have spots. You want friends. And Neelix goes off. Tom Paris comes in. Mm-hmm. And there is an exchange that is quintessentially the beginning of their bromance in my mind's eye. Or at least an establishment of Brokeback Voyager. Which is, Harry Kim goes, look, I want to be a lot like you. Yeah, he's like, this was my one chance to be like you. Yeah. It was to be a hit with all the ladies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God. Tom Paris in this is decidedly, like, neuter. Ah! It's really weird. I don't know what it is, but when he was on that planet with the ladies, you know, and they weren't into him, it was, it was, I didn't believe him when he seemed like he was interested in the ladies. It was really weird. It was like an off... Yeah, when he was, like, talking to, ooh, what's that food? Tom Paris, you would not use no. what's with that food. You would be like, hey, chick. Hey, lady. Have you met me? And Very my blue weird. eyes of mystery. Yeah, it was his cornflower blue eyes. <laughs> That's and his cruel yeah. mouth. His are like, like oceans. Like, of desire. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, they have this heart-to-heart. Harry Kim says, they do. To, says to Tom Paris in, in a very, you know, in a moment of vulnerability. It's not a rare moment. Harry Kim is a very open kind of individual. And he says, like, oh, gee. Oh, oh, gee, Tom, I just wanted to be like you for once. And Tom goes, no, Harry, you know what? You're my role model. And he's On like, this ship. Oh, what? Oh. What? Which I don't believe Tom for a second here. Well, he gets a little, like... He gets a little douchey about it, but he's like, yeah. no, you're on time. You're punctual. Everybody likes you. Did he's I like, mention- you're responsible. You're responsible, delightful. You know? I have a ton of vices that keep me in this constant state of horn dogness. But you, you know, you, you got your shit together. And Harry's like, thanks, bruh. And they're just like hugging each other and walking out. And you know what? Bromance. The bromance is still strong. Yep. He, so in the end, Harry Kim may not have all the ladies, mm-hmm. but he has Tom Paris. He has Tom Paris's admiration, and uh, and that's enough mm-hmm. for him and for this episode. Mm-hmm. I I found this episode. What I really liked about it was it was very clean, very clean, very clean from very beginning. retro, very such a throwback and an homage to old sci-fi and like how old sci-fi depicts planets of women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's it is it's and again, maybe it's because I am of the Voyager persuasion and I love them so much. I mean, you could get through this, you know, we're in a time right now where Wonder Woman the movie has just come out and so we see these strong women and how they can hold their own and mm-hmm. and how they're depicted as independent and not needing of men and yet all of a sudden, you know, so all you could you could argue, oh my gosh, this throwback, this juxtaposition. But you know what? You're absolutely right. Given the genre of what it was, it was a very, very clean homage yep. to what it was. Sci-fi used to be written by men, of course, and in old depictions of sci-fi, you know, it, it reflects exactly two fears of men, which is, I mean, two two aspects of men and how they regard women. One, their desire of them. Second, their suspicion of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more time, their suspicion of them. Or suspicion? Sorry, I don't know why I turned into, like, a Marlon Brando for a second. Like, it's because you're tired of rumors starting. And sick of being followed. It sucks, dude. It really does. So, but, yeah, 
it was it was so it it almost inevitably invariably the situation always turns out you enter a planet where all it's full of women and they all want you but it's going to be but too there's good a catch. there's always going to be a catch mm-hmm. and and you know that story is told over and over again yeah. in sci-fi in old sci-fi and here we get voyager's version of it which was delightful well and then again what i really loved about it is because you know me i love my greek mythology and my <laughs> shit is they go even back to the origins of said tales and so, said tropes siren, the siren song, song. it's mm-hmm. just it was beautifully done i think that's roman but regardless classical right they go yeah. back to the the, the classical concepts of that storytelling trope and i thought that was really great i love the incorporation of the science i loved everything it was such a clean episode and what i loved is that it showcased an unsung hero of the crew in a way that i don't think any other show would have given liberty to at the time Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really an emboldened choice and i think that's kind of inherently what makes star trek great i know what you're saying i'll just say it i'm allowed to because i'm Asian. Yeah. Right? They made the Asian guy on the show hot. A sex symbol. A sex symbol. In this in this episode, he was like the hot thing. Mm-hmm. And very, very progressive for television to have like an Asian guy be depicted as a sexy object of um, every woman's desire. Yeah, very, very progressive. Cheers to you, Voyager. Cheers to you, Voyager. Indeed. Um and when, when we're ready, I know what episode we should do next. Oh, girl, well, we be done with this. You right. have just experienced favorite son. And Harry Kim is a favorite son of all of us because he is the forever ensign, but he's adorable doing it. Well, he's adorable. That was my pick, Jen. What's your pick for our next episode, well, girl? Well, one of the things that we haven't really talked about is the Tom Paris um, Harry Kim bromance. Oh, no. Which, which, which is, again, a hallmark of Voyager. Y'all, that'd be the hallmark card. Anytime you talk about Tom and Bolana, there's going to be that troll who says, yeah, but how, ba- but how about that Tom and Harry, yo? <laughs> that TH. That TH love, yo. And the slash fiction backs it up. There is Is a- it hot? Th- no. <laughs> no. It really isn't. But for some reason, people really, really enjoy the Tom Paris, Harry Kim dynamic. So next week, I believe we're going to do Shoot. Oh, we be doing Shoot, girl. That we be doing Shoot. Is what? Shoot is the quintessential Tom Paris, Harry Kim bromance episode. Yes. That is, if you talk about Brokeback Voyager, that's the episode. It is Brokeback Voyager. Someone's broken in it. I know that for a fact. But it's yeah. so telling because especially since we hint at it at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. and it is a reoccurring theme. Yeah. And it's okay with people. Yep. I just, Star Trek, you guys, what a great fucking franchise. Like, the fact that we can have people that can love each other and have that friendship and have it in prison. But that's next week's episode. <laughs> they can have that. <laughs> yep, the wine is working. Jen, what did you think of this wine, Volver? I enjoy it still. Girl, we be I've drinking enjoyed, this like nobody's business. I know. I've been enjoying every sip, every peppery little sip, every spicy little. Has it opened mm, up? No, it, it actually tastes exactly <laughs> the way it tasted when it started. So at least it's consistent. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's very consistent. Um, but, you know, it's got some good legs on it. It's got that pepper spice I really enjoy. It's got a little kick. It's not too dry. Again, it's, it punches you in the face and it gives your face a hug. It really cares about you. It is. It's how it says hello. That's how it... You guys... That's how Volver says hello. Well, this has been a quite an, an emotionally stirring episode. It touched all the heartstrings in all the right places. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, that's all I got to say about that. Starred I'm, rumors. Well, we'd we be starting rumors, but we're sick of being followed, you guys. Mm-hmm. Was that even legal? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Jacqueline Lopez. I'm Jennifer Zhang. And we're drunk. And this is Seven of Wine. Jacqueline here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Seven of Wine. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, 
Homie, we got you covered. Just make sure you subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. And please, please, please rate and review us. That would be amazing. And don't forget to follow us on our social. We're Seven of Wine on all social platforms. And if you have any other thoughts about Harry Kim, well, why don't you hit us up via email at engage at sevenofwine.com. Thanks so much, everyone. Lopez out.